Girlfriends, episode number 131. All about the Sacred Heart of Jesus with Emily Jaminette. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we have a special guest, author and speaker, Emily Jaminette, who's going to be sharing about devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. I can't wait to learn more. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends. How are you? Thanks for being here. Thank you for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. You know I love hanging out with you. I hope your summer's going well. I just heard a lady the other day refer to summer as being halfway over, and I got upset because you know what? Maybe where you live, but here in this neck of the woods, our kids just barely got out of school, okay? Um, But maybe it is, I don't know, summer flies by. Is it flying by for you? You know, we had that podcast talking about a summer bucket list and setting the season of summer apart. And I've been trying to do that. I've been trying to be deliberate about that. In fact, I'm pre-recording this episode because, um, and a couple of others because I'm going to be away on vacation in the next coming week. So thrilled to be doing that and have that time that's kind of devoted to connection, connecting with my family and just doing things together and really focusing on enjoying outdoors in the summertime. We're going to be on a beach for most of the week. And so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Just spending some downtime with the family because I feel like I've been distracted. For sure, I have been with work and I've taken on a little extra work because I am super excited to be working on a new book project for Ascension. And um, I don't know how much of it I'm allowed to share just yet, but um, I'm nearing the end of this book and I'm working on it like one chapter at a time and every, you know, weekends and weeknights and um, stealing away moments here and there. And you know what? I'm actually really fortunate in that um, writing. I can do it. Like it can be a a chore for sure. But if I have time, I know I can sit down. And um, as long as I have a basic structure of what I'm hoping to write, I can bang out, you know, like last night, for example, I had a few hours and I'd already done about, I don't know, a thousand words into this chapter I was working on. And I needed like 4,000 more words. And I just knew I had this time set apart and I could do it. But I had to force myself, you know, because I've got that summer brain too, because kids are in the pool. I'd rather just sit out there and have a drink and hang out with the family. Um, So I'm hoping to balance my life a little bit in the coming weeks as I'm nearing the end of this project, which I'm super excited to share with you. It's going to be available in the fall. So be looking for more information here about that. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm nearing the end of it and I'm going to be able to focus on some of those things and feel a little more balanced sometimes. I'm all for seasons of imbalance in your life for accomplishing projects. And, you know, when I took on this project with a very short deadline, very tight deadline, I kind of knew that was the deal. And I was prepared to do that because for, I think I've shared this before, for even a short time, I'm willing to compromise sleep. I'm willing to compromise like balance inside of my family life for a certain goal, if I have a goal in mind. And I'm grateful that my husband, Dan, is on board with that and that he supports me in lots of different ways. So just, you know, looking forward to the weeks ahead and finding that kind of balance. But if your summer is flying by and you haven't yet taken that time to kind of assess 
and make that list of goals, even if they're simple ones, even if they're little ones, even if it's just taking a trip to the park or planning a picnic one day or going to a water park or visiting a friend, taking a day trip to a shrine or whatever, a lot of those things that we talked about, then, you know, now's the time to do it. And um, I know it's hot outside. I love it. Here in New Hampshire, we don't get a ton of heat. In fact, we don't have central air conditioning. I was talking to a friend who lives in the South and they just could not believe that we live without central air, but it's not actually necessary. There really only are a couple of weeks out of every year where that would be nice. But even in the thick of this heat wave, I have just enjoyed it. I just love, I love it. And I know it's yucky. And we all get those moments like dinner hour and it's really hot in the house and everything feels sticky and gross and dirty and smelly. I mean, things just smell worse when it's hot, but I still love it. I love that. I love the summer season. I love everything about it and um, trying to soak it up because as you'll be hearing me complain in the coming months, winter lasts way too long around here. So thrilled with that. I hope you're enjoying the season where you are, but I can't wait to share this week's guest with you, Emily Jaminette, who's going to be talking about devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. This is something that I'm exploring a little bit more in my own life, and I'm excited to maybe take a further step in really enthroning the sacred heart of Jesus as an image in my home and just really officially inviting Jesus into our home, into our family. And Emily shares so beautifully. She, she This is um, work that she does in um, sort of as a, a side project for her because she's a, a speaker and an author and also a mom of seven kids. But um, she's really passionate about this devotion to the Sacred Heart and what it can do for families in particular. So I know most of my listeners here are moms. You've got families that you care about in all different ages and stages of life. And this is a beautiful way that you can invite Jesus into your home and into your family. So here's an opportunity to learn more about devotion to that Sacred Heart of Jesus. Here's Emily. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, everybody. I am so excited to be welcoming a special guest here on Girlfriends today. Emily Jaminette is joining me today. Emily is a wife, a mom, a writer, and a speaker. She's also a Catholic woman who is looking to find meaning and purpose in her vocation as a wife and a mom of seven kids who take up a lot of her time and energy. But she has extra energy because she's written two books with her friend, Michelle Fanley. She's written Divine Mercy for Moms and The Friendship Project, both of which are available from Ave Maria Press. Emily, thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, it is just wonderful to be with you. I'm honored. I'm honored too, because you know what? I know you have this special devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. You've written some beautiful articles on catholicmom.com. I'm going to link those up in the show notes so people that want to read more, learn more after hearing our conversation today will know where they can go to get more information. Um, But maybe you can start because, you know, some people, this is a like, you know, you we recognize the name Sacred Heart of Jesus, right? My parish is Sacred Heart. But what does that mean? Like for somebody who's very much a beginner, how might you describe devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus? Well, it's such a great question. And for a lot of us, if we're cradle Catholics or new Catholics, you know, it's a little bit intimidating. It's a devotion that was really reintroduced to um, Christianity back in the 1600s, so 1673 to 1675. Um, St. Margaret Mary of Alacoy in France received these beautiful visions of our Lord who revealed to her about his sacred heart, about 
how much he loves humanity. And the one quote that just resonates with me so much, and I'm sure with your listeners, is that he told St. Margaret, he said, behold, this heart, which has loved so much, but has received nothing but coldness, indifference, and ingratitude in return. And those um, words, they, they just speak to modern man, don't they? I mean, absolutely. nothing really I mean, sounds like that. it's changed <laughs> since the 1600s. And yet, at the same time, with free will and free choice, we can choose to do the opposite of being ungrateful and cold-hearted to our Lord, but we can choose to love Him. And mm-hmm. by loving Him, He gives us these beautiful promises that in return, He will give us special and particular graces. So that's really what the Sacred Heart devotion is about, is really learning to love our Lord's heart, which is essentially His personhood. It's it's everything that He is and everything He reveals in the gospel. And mm-hmm. figuring out how is busy Catholics, how are we going to make this work? And I, I'm feeling very blessed because I would call myself, Danielle, third generation sacred heart. I love it. <laughs> so not too many people can say they're third generation, but recently I was reflecting on um, my grandfather worked in for the men of the sacred heart in Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm-hmm. He worked 30 years building plaques and sending them um, all the way over to Calcutta with Mother Teresa and really promoting the devotion through the image of Our Lady or through the Sacred Heart and through the Immaculate Heart, um, another beautiful image and devotion that goes hand in hand with the Sacred Heart. And then after those 30 years, after my grandfather had passed, my parents really um, reunited with this devotion and brought this devotion to my hometown Columbus, Ohio, and they started Sacred Heart Columbus, which was the desire to make our city for the Sacred Heart in promoting these home enthronements. And we have over a thousand homes, schools, businesses, and even our diocese is reconsecrated to the Sacred Heart. And from that, um, teaming up with Detroit and their movement, we've started the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. So our goal in the network is for every city to see that, you know, we want to love our Lord and we want to enthrone him as not only King and Savior, but also welcome him as friend into our family. So that's a little bit of an insight to um, really this love I have for this devotion. And and yet I also have seen it play out on a very practical level. Like mm-hmm. you mentioned, being a mom of seven, right. I don't think I could parent without this devotion. So <laughs> it's got a very practical, um, just very spiritual, uh, just the Lord keeps revealing himself and in my, in my life, in my home. And I call him the revealer of what I need to know. Um, thanks to this devotion and, and through this idea of enthronement. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so now this idea that you're talking about, this might be a foreign concept to some people, the idea of enthronement, because if you're not familiar with much about the devotion to the Sacred Heart, that's going to sound like a foreign word. Maybe you could explain just a little bit about what that means. What would it mean for somebody who might be considering enthroning an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus in their home? I'm so glad you asked that question, because that is exactly what I think 99% of the church would say the same thing. I want these new graces, but how do I, what does this mean? What does this look like for 
um, families and individuals and schools and businesses. So mm-hmm. we have these 12 promises I mentioned right. that our Lord said of those who venerate the heart of Jesus. And amongst those 12 promises our Lord gave specifically to a little nun in France, St. Margaret Mary, the, the one we're talking about is the ninth promise. And that is, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. Mm-hmm. So um, for many of us, we might see the image being hung, being exposed, which is very beautiful and wonderful. And 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 yet the, the second aspect is where the enthronement takes place. And that is, how do we honor our Lord? So um, there's an amazing Catholic priest that lived in the 1800s, and he came up with this idea of, of how to implement the second part honor. And Father Mateo was from South America, and he really saw families being destroyed by the revo- um, the Industrial Revolution and how mm-hmm. everybody was going back to work. <laughs> kind of sounds familiar, doesn't yeah, it, it does. Danielle? <laughs> As we live in the modern time. I have a house full of teenagers heading back to work, and I'm working, my husband's working. And, and yet um, he knew that families needed specific, special graces. So that's where the honoring comes. And that's really what the enthronement looks like. So at the network, we send people that are interested. If you don't have a missionary, like in Columbus, we have 80 missionaries. In Detroit, we have 120 missionaries that team up and help witness these enthronements. And um, the enthronements used to be witnesses by deacons and priests Mm -hmm. would come into the home, similar to a house blessing. But what we found is that this is something that's a beautiful um, ceremony that can also be witnessed by lay missionaries. And you don't even need the lay missionary. You can order the kit and do it yourself. But the head of the house um, leads the family in some time of preparation. We recommend about eight days of prayer. And some of the prayers include our, you know, the rosary. Mm-hmm. And you can't say the full rosary. Gather as a family and say a decade of the rosary. The litany of the sacred heart. Mm-hmm. Really preparing your family for something special. And that's the enthronement. So, um recommended on, you know, a particular day, setting that day. So let's say seven days later, eight days later, you prepare for the enthronement. And then when the enthronement takes place, you place the image in a place of honor, like our Lord asked, and you really tell the Lord in a very special way through some beautiful prayers that you're going to now trust the Lord in a very particular way. And you're going to welcome him to reign as king of your home and not only king, but brother and Lord, just like he went to Lazarus's house, right? And right. Mary and Martha, he came, you're saying, come into my home and reveal to me what I need to know. And that's when I would say miracles happen and they continue to happen every single day from that point forward. And um, I just have received so many testimonies with working with the network of people saying, you know, we hung the image and we were a little bit like, you know, what what's going to take place? And what took place was not necessarily the million dollar job or the, <laughs> you know, life didn't necessarily get easier mm-hmm. <laughs> like we all want. Yeah, this isn't some magic trick, right? Flowing. No, no, it's not a, you know, it, it's not a superstition, but yet it's really actively receiving new graces into your family. So that's, um, for example, I received a phone call last week from a family that did an enthronement and the husband wasn't Catholic and the mom asked him to do it because they're really going through some financial stress. 
Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, we have six kids and we're down to one car. And I know that it sounds petty, but we need, we need to just get everyone to work and transportation. And right. in the course of that one week, that prayer was answered in a very beautiful way. She brought communion to someone in February on their, their deathbed. And that exact family felt honored and they had this extra car and they gave it to their family. And she said that was so particular. That was so the Lord because they didn't know the timing of our enthronement. They didn't know that we were rededicating our family. And they, you know, they provided that one need that we just kept petitioning our Lord with. So that's a, that is an example of a miracle. But then the opposite, I would say for my family is, you know, I, I got these kids and I'm trying to parent them and I'm keep coming back to that image, like, Lord, please reveal to me what I need to know. And my 15 year old keeps saying, how do you keep catching me in everything I'm doing wrong? And <laughs> and my answer is, I need to catch you because I'm your mom and I want to help you. And I want you to know how much God loves you. So it's, it's a tool of really revealing to us what's going on in our family and how we can help our children. So those are kind of opposite spectrums, but very much the same to those graces, which this devotion can bring. Right. Oh, that is great. I love that you share that about your your teenager, because every mom of teens, but every mom needs those graces, needs that extra help inside of our homes and our families to be doing this hard work. And, and this is just such a beautiful way to really invite those graces into your home and into your family dynamic. Yes. And those promises I mentioned, you know, the first and the second promises, I think pertain to us so much with all your listeners on girlfriends. And that is the first is I will give them all the graces necessary for their state in life. I mean, Danielle, that's all I want. That is all I want. Graces? Right. <laughs> that's it. Like if it's toddlers to teenagers, to grandchildren, to empty nesters, to, you know, your widowed mom who's grieving so much, you know, I, these graces are real and they can carry us and they're, they're not just, like I mentioned, it's not hocus pocus. It's our Lord working actively when we welcome him into our life in a very particular way. Yeah. And I think I'm um, glad that you're mentioning it's not hocus pocus and it's not a superstition because some people might be tempted to think that when they look at this from the outside, like, Oh, you, you do this kind of ceremony, you hang a particular picture, but Really, I love what you're focusing on here, that it's about inviting Jesus into your home as your Lord, as Lord of your home. And this is a tangible way that we do that. I mean, we Catholics do this all the time. We have outward signs of things that are happening on a spiritual level. We really do. And our our spiritual director, I'm blessed that we have a spiritual director for the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. And here in Columbus, Ohio, is um, Father Stosh Daly. And Mm -hmm. he's a young priest in his 30s. And this whole thing started with back in seminary. And he said, I found an old book on the Sacred Heart that was getting ready to be literally thrown out. It was in a box of books to go to the dumpster. Wow. So I picked it up and I was intrigued and I, I read it and I realized that there was something so much more God was offering families. God was offering us the people. God was offering me and my vocation as a seminarian and then a priest. But he said it really came to fruitation when I was this young priest and day in and day out, people were coming to me with very heavy problems, 
problems mm-hmm. in their marriage, problems in their in their work, problems with their, you know, sickness and and loss and brokenheartedness. And he said, I realized they didn't need more of me as a priest. They needed more Jesus. So he said, let's give them as much Jesus as we can. And that's really what this devotion is, is giving Jesus to other people and letting them him work, you know, giving you the graces. And and the second promise is super powerful. And that is, I will give peace in their families. So, I mean, wow. look at families. What what do we need? We need peace Absolutely. and not the artificial peace when everybody's, you know, plugged in front of screens and the house is quiet. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need the peace of our Lord. So right. just, uh, just, I know you know it, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everybody who's raising kids or even inside of a marriage that ultimately I find that that's probably the most common thing that I'm praying for is priest, uh, peace inside of our home, inside of our family, inside of my marriage. Just the peace that comes from knowing you're in a right relationship with Jesus and that you're doing what he's calling you to do. I think ultimately that's what every one of us ever wants. You're so, you're so right. I mean, and I, I continue to receive these emails from the network of people saying like, I know the graces are working because I look at the stressors that should be sending us over the edge, but instead our faith is getting stronger. You know, there's a new, there's a new spark in our family. There's a new love. And one of the things Father Sash said is that when you do this Christian ceremony of enthronement, and you welcome Jesus into your home, he is going to purify your home. And mm-hmm. when, you know, even with, I mentioned my 15 year old, I say to him, the Lord knows this is holy ground and he knows that we're trying. So he's going to sometimes turn over, turn over a few tables in our house <laughs> as he <laughs> did with the change tables, tables. And he's going to show us what we need to see. So maybe, you know, we have a kid that's watching shows that are not appropriate, you know, Mm -hmm. for where he is in life. We want to know and we want to help them. And we want that peace to be done, not in a spirit of anger, but in a spirit of love and guidance so that transformation can take place. And, And those graces of peace, we really want to extend all the way to the end of our life when when we are, you know, in those final breaths, because this devotion can carry us to those final, you know, those final moments. And right. oftentimes families come back to me and say, you know, I think this is the devotion my parents had or my grandparents had because despite how hard their life was, you know, they had a peace in their home. They had the image of the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. And we remember going before these images in praying and in trusting our family. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I think about that in my own upbringing, Emily, that, you know, in our home, I don't recall that they ever did an actual enthronement, but maybe my parents did. Um, You know, raising the nine of us, we, you know, we had this beautiful image of the Sacred Heart that was, you know, very much in a place of honor in our home. But we also had images of the the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and I want to get to Mary in a minute, um, in our vehicles. I remember so clearly looking at that image when we were like on family trips or just sitting in the back seat and feeling like God's in charge here. Jesus is with us even on the road. I love that. And that is so true. The devotion doesn't stay back in the home. It really goes forth. And we have manuals at the Sacred Heart and Thermit Network for school enthronements. I mean, 
School and dramas are actually really booming. Mm-hmm. Um, even in Columbus, we've had eight schools be enthroned to the Sacred Heart where they said, this school, this institution, these children, these classrooms are for Jesus. Wow. And we want grace to be poured forth. We have businesses where maybe the business owner is Catholic. And, you know, we have a recently someone came to me and said his secretary and there was one other staff member that's Catholic. And they came before they placed the image you know, in his office and they rededicated the bill, you know, the building, the, the business to the sacred heart. So, I mean, you can give nothing's too small for our Lord and, and nothing's too big for him in his dedication. So I do, um, what is interesting, Father Larkin, who followed Father Mateo said that, you know, once it was sufficient to hang the image because people knew the significance but right. the enthronement is really an evolution of saying it's not just about hanging it, but it's claiming it for our Lord and, and really saying we we are going to be specific. We are going to be um, we're going to be just determined to live this devotion out and um, be mindful of our Lord's presence in the home. So I do think for many Catholics, they were well formed and hanging the image was a mess. But the enthronement is such a witness to the whole family. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And um, we mentioned the Immaculate Heart of Mary a couple of times. We've mentioned the Rosary. How does devotion to Our Lady fit in with the the Sacred Heart devotion for you? Well, I love that you asked that question. And um, in Detroit, they, the group is the organization that promotes the Sacred Heart. It's called the Men of the Sacred Hearts because they're committed to both hearts. They're saying both hearts need to be honored. And, and that honoring of Our Lady is, is really an understanding that the Blessed Mother wants what's best for us and our family. Mm-hmm. And she wants to lead us to her son. It's like, as we do, you know, as you're from a large family, you've had a large family, oftentimes we're holding our little one's hand and, you know, we're helping them over those rough patches of life and, and taking care of them. And, and that's the same relationship Our Lady has. It's a very gentle relationship where she's guiding us to our Lord and she's refocusing us on what matters most. And, and that's why, you know, we don't only really encourage families to enthrone, but we encourage them to consecrate to the Blessed Mother. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard to understand, but yet once you give Our Lady everything, there's nothing that she can't, you know, produce beautiful fruits from, and she can't solve and clean and restore and purify when we give her that authority. So I really Love recommend it. in my house, I have both images, the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I go before each image as the day starts and, and say, Our Lady, please help me with these intentions. Jesus, you know, be the king of our house and reveal what we need to know. So the relationship um, goes together. I love that. And, you know, very often you do see both images displayed together. Um, I just recently purchased some. Well, I didn't purchase them. I asked for them for my birthday. (laughs) My mom gave them to me. Just these beautiful images of the Immaculate Heart and the Sacred Heart. And um, and but now I'm listening to you and we have not done an enthronement in our family. And I'm on fire to do this because I love this idea and I love the words that Jesus spoke to St. Margaret Mary, because in the same way as, you know, listening to the words or, or reading the, the uh, diary of St. Faustina, 
These are, yes, our Lord's words directly to another person, but it's so deeply personal and intimate. And there's such hope and promise inside of what he's told these beautiful saints in our church and that that's, he meant for them to share with us. So I really feel like it's speaking directly to our hearts. Well, I'm going to definitely make sure that I have a manual in the mail to you. <laughs> and um, yes! I know Jim and Joy, at e- yes, it's coming. It's coming, Danielle. Jim and, <laughs> Jim and Joy um, Pinto down at EWTN recently enthroned their crisis pregnancy center and shared that. about it on their program and said that, you know, they they wanted to give all of their their joys and sorrows in their ministry over to the Lord and and how impacting that was and and touching and you know my family thrown to their home four years ago mm-hmm. and one of the sparks that really got me involved was we moved into a new house my parents kept saying you know please do this this is so great so we did it the day after Thanksgiving and we gathered the children we did the preparatory stage and I actually had my husband's parents my parents and we had a little ceremony and it was lovely. And I thought, Oh, that's, that's a good Catholic thing to do. And a week later I saw the graces played out because we, you know, we had a situation where I always had the son who was getting headaches and I thought, Oh, it's football. Oh, it's, you know, um, he's a kind of a whiner. It's puberty. And, (laughs) um, and yet I, you know how it is, right? I do. We're always like trying to diagnose what's going on in our house. And he went for a jog on the treadmill in the basement. And I said, okay, come up for dinner. And he, he said, no, I'm, I'm curling up to take a nap. And I thought, that's super strange. Yeah. And I paused in that busy moment and I reflected and I welcomed the Lord in my home. And, and I said, you know what? I'm calling my husband. We're getting the carbon monoxide tested. And I just got that thought. And no our way. carbon monoxide was terrible. Danielle, the water heater and the furnace was improperly installed right before they moved. They had a friend do it. And um, we were instantly turned off because of carbon monoxide. And oh as, you know, the, um, the man with the detector went through the house. Now the upstairs was fine. It was just the basement. And he said to me, he started getting teared up and he said, you're so blessed that you thought this through that you knew. And right. it was the first time we turned on the furnace. It was a new home. We were excited, but I believe the Lord worked in that little tiny mo- moment where I, I paused and I reflected and then I acted. And, and that was, um, it was a gift. And, you know, even though it was, um, it, it was just a moment, I'm so thankful that he revealed. And that's what the sacred heart wants to do. Right. He wants to reveal everything to us that we need to know. And um, you'll never, you'll never regret inviting him into your home in this Christian ceremony. I love that. And, you know, and this like gets right to the heart of things that, you know, I'm always, Emily, trying to convince people to have a personal relationship with Jesus, because sometimes we can get lost in our rote prayers and kind of lose that connection, that intimate connection that Jesus is longing for from each of us. And the Sacred Heart is such a beautiful image of Jesus's personal, intimate on fire, passionate love for you personally and individually that I think that you can't help but be inspired in that direction if you spend some time focused on that image of the Sacred Heart and spending a little more time thinking about devotion to the Sacred Heart and what it might bring into your home, your family, and then ultimately your personal relationship with Jesus. 
Oh my gosh, you really summarized it in such a great way. And I really think if you're if you're wanting to know more, to begin with meditating, as you know, Saint John, you know, the apostle placed his head on on Christ's chest. You know, he really longed for that intimate moment with our Lord and and hearing the beating of his heart and 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 loving the person of of Christ, not just his organ, right? We right. know the heart over a thousand times. It's referenced in the in the gospels about the heart the heart but it's not the organ it's the person of Christ it's right. it's the meaning behind that it's the essence of what it means to be a christian to be a catholic so even opening up the gospels and recognizing that you know our lord is knocking he's knocking on our own hearts he's knocking on the doors of our home and he wants us to pause and and develop this intimate relationship that as catholics we have access to, we have access to meditate. We have tools through the rosary, the litanies, going to mass. And this devotion, you know, lastly, I want to share is very, very Eucharistic focused because mm-hmm. the heart and the Eucharist are are one and the same. And that's something where we're really, when the more you understand this devotion, you realize, you know, that image of the sacred heart is going to remind you of the host of the Eucharist, of of the moment we get to consume our Lord. And, and we're just bringing all of that into our muck and our busyness right. in our, our homes. So I love it's that. Really, it's really awesome. He's not afraid yeah. of your mess. He's ready to come right into it and be present with you there in it. So important. Okay, Emily, before we have to wrap up here, I want to be sure people know where to go to get more information. You mentioned a website, enthronements.com. For sure, we're going to have that linked up yes. in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. But maybe let people know what's available there. What, what when they go there, what would be their first step toward finding out more about this devotion, possibly considering an enthronement for their home? Well, there's many steps of involvement. And first is just come and visit us at the website. Learn about St. Margaret Mary. Learn about these 12 promises and and realize that this is very, you know, for every ordinary person out there. You know, second, when you come, consider ordering, you know, a self-enthronement kit. Consider, you know, entering deeper into that devotion. And um, along with that, if you have this fire and love from your enthronement, if you recognize that this is something that is that is for you, you know, consider bringing this to your city. Sacred Heart Columbus, we have Sacred Heart Birmingham, we have Sacred Heart Cleveland. You know, mm-hmm. your next city can be on the map. And we have many um, organizations and apostolates that we're teaming up with at the network that we want to connect local people to you. If this is, you know, your, if you're a deacon, if you're a priest, if you're a layperson, and this is something that you practice, you know, team up with us and let's get this network growing inside of your own community and, and really spreading it. Because um, Father Stosh once said, before we strip the churches of Christ in their beautiful images, you know, which, um, you know, in the history of our church, we once stripped our Lord from our homes right. and our homes are not to be Pottery Barn perfect. You know, we really need to welcome our Lord into our home and, and have these images that remind us that this is where the sanctification takes place. So if you have a missionary near you, we'll team you up. If you don't, you can order the enthronement kit and maybe you will be called to be that missionary. And you would be um, so impressed, Danielle, here in Columbus. I gathered with 
about 40 of the missionaries, and they're from every different parish. They're from different walks of life. We have Hispanic. We have um, a couple of missionaries that are from Africa. We have a couple of missionaries that are from affluent neighborhoods and those of, you know, hardworking neighborhoods. So it's not something that's for one type of person. It's for anyone who wants to bring Jesus in a very specific way to um, to his to the people, to the people and where they are. Right. Oh, that's so beautiful. So go to enthronements.com to find out all those all those steps. Start with one small step to find out more about bringing this beautiful devotion into your home, your family, into your own personal spiritual life. Such a great opportunity. Our Lord is waiting. He's inviting us. We need to invite him into our home. So beautifully said, Emily. Emily, thank you so much for sharing with me here today about this devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I can feel it and hear it in your voice and in all that you share, this great passion that you have for this devotion and the wonderful graces that it's blessed your family with. So I want to thank you for sharing that with the girlfriends today. Well, I can't wait to send you that manual and for you to share about, you know, what it was like for you and your family. And yet, as you have those images up, you know, can always, always know that those that's where we go to bring our joys and our sorrows each and every day to the Sacred Heart and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So beautifully true. Thank you so much, Emily, and God bless you and all you do. Thank you. Thanks again to Emily for joining me on this week's podcast. And I also want to take a moment to thank Ascension for partnering with me to bring you this podcast every week at ascensionpress.com. You can find all kinds of resources for your personal spiritual growth, but also for things that will support you in your marriage, your kids' faith lives, your family and your parish, people in your community. So you can get all the resources that you need there, podcasts and video content and parish studies that will support you in learning more about and learning to love your Catholic faith. Check it all out at ascensionpress.com. And also I want to mention, if you are interested in having me come speak to your community, to your women's group, to your parish, if you'd like me to be a part of a conference, or if you're interested in finding out about my Your Worth It Day retreat that's specifically for women, based on the stories of the women in the gospel, based on my recent book, You're Worth It, you can get all of that information at daniellebean.com. You can click on the speaking tab or the retreat tab to get the information that you want and need. Just start a conversation. I'd love to come and meet you in your community. And finally, if you would like to share feedback from today's episode, if something Emily shared has spoken to your heart, or if you have a devotion to the Sacred Heart and things that that has done inside of your home, your family, your faith life that you want to share with others here at Girlfriends, I would love to hear from you. You can send me voice feedback by connecting with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Or you can just simply record a voice memo on your phone and send it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com. Also connect with me on social media. I'm Danielle Bean pretty much everywhere. Or you can send me a good old-fashioned email. I like that too. Danielle at daniellebean.com. I'd love to hear from you. But no, I just want to thank you for being here today. Thank you for being a part of the Girlfriends community. It is so meaningful to me and encouraging to me to know that we are able to connect in this way and that you're listening to what I share here and offering your feedback week after week. So thank you for that. Thank you for your presence here. It truly is a gift. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation.